Hey, I'm Jenny. And I'm Lindsay, and you're listening to the Virtual Summit Secrets Podcast. This is a place for you if you want to learn all the things about hosting a virtual summit. We've hosted and produced countless summits, and we can't wait to share with you all of our biggest secrets. So sit back, grab your favorite drink, and get ready to put on a killer summit experience. Welcome to the Virtual Summit Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting all about how to select the best speakers for a successful summit. So let's dive right in. So I think this is obvious, but you can't have a summit without speakers, right? So while having an application is fantastic, and we are actually going to cover that in our next episode, um, you know, because it opens you up to a new pool of speakers that you didn't know, our preferred way is actually through personal outreach rather than an application. So, so we pair the two for our own personal efforts because speaker outreach allows you to get speakers who, one, don't normally apply for summits. Um, two, it helps you continue to foster relationships with fellow business owners that you might have started the conversation or you would like to connect with further. And three, It allows you to have more control over the quality of the speakers and the content. And before we kind of go into our preferences for speaker outreach, I just want to address that this doesn't mean that quality speakers and content can't come out of applications because that is 100% not true. But we like to do personal outreach and try to fill as many as we can through that. So we have the most control over like the message and the content of the summit, like the topics that we want covered. And then we fill in the gaps with applications. And we have found some pretty amazing speakers through applications in the past. So don't discount it. Um, But we normally use it as a filler. Yeah, so super important to really reach out to those people that you want on your summit. Obviously, if you're not reaching out to them, they're probably not going to apply. So really, really crucial. So now I wanted to kind of dive into our preferences for speaker speaker outreach, if I could talk. Um, So we like to obviously like kind of know the size of people's social media following before reaching out, but their email list and their social media following is not the biggest indicator of if we're going to reach out to them or not. Um, To us, getting people who can talk about really exciting and compelling topics is the most important. And we found that those with smaller audiences actually tend to promote harder and thus have a better return on investment anyway. So if we were going after people who had 10, 15, 20K email lists and really huge social media followings, we may not even get that great of results anyway. I mean, there are some, of course, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some people who have big audiences who are like in love with every single thing that they do. Think of like celebrities and stuff, you know, like when we were growing up, like, I don't know, like Hillary Duff was someone I really loved. Like if she, if Instagram existed back then and she would have been promoting all this stuff on Instagram, I would have bought it all, you know? Um, But like online entrepreneurs don't always have that same effect as like, you know, celebrities. So um, their audiences, while they follow them, they may not attend every single thing they do. Plus, you know, if that person's talking about the same topic at every single event, why are they going to go to that event and watch the same topic? Right. Um, But for us, other important aspects of um, 
summits is just including a verse diverse lineup, which you can listen to episode five to dive a little bit deeper into that, man, I am just killing it with being all talk today. Um, (laughs) having a diverse lineup is our number one thing. So if we can find speakers who have really good messages to share and they don't have a huge audience, we're not going to write them off. And we don't reach out to people and say, Hey, what's your email list? Like if we are reaching out to them, we want them in our summit. We don't care. Like our application, we definitely, it's a little different, but, um, when we are personally reaching out to people, we're not being weird and asking and making sure they have a certain email list size. Cause that is the biggest turnoff on the planet. <laughs> so yeah. Agreed. And I mean, if you've been in Facebook groups recently, you know, it's a trend and there are so many people complaining about it and you don't, you don't want to come off that way. And another thing that I think Jenny she touched on was that smaller audiences tend to promote harder and have a better ROI. But also part of that comes into play that if somebody has such a big email list, like say 10K, a lot of times if they participate in an event like this, they'll only send it to like a small segment of their list. So you don't want to use those numbers as like a be all end all, because while somebody might have a 10K email list, they might just send it to like a 10th of that, you know, you don't have control and they might have a 10 K email list, but what if their open and click rates are horrible, then it doesn't matter anyways. So, um, the, these numbers aren't the biggest indicator They're you know, they're, they're nice to know to have a general idea of potential reach but don't let it deter you from getting speakers. I mean, we've had some speakers that we've personally reached out to, um, you know, that had like a hundred or 150 on their email list, but we knew it was a personal connection and we knew that they would produce really good content for us. And that was more important to us than finding somebody with a huge list to take that spot. Um, So we just want to get that across because it is kind of big right now in the online space and that's really not our thing. And so many people are complaining about it. Curious about if hosting a virtual summit will be a good fit for you? Then we've got just the thing. Head to summitsuccesssquad.com slash quiz and take our free quiz that will let you know if hosting a summit should be in your future. Okay. So I kind of want to wrap up with how you're actually going to create that list. So kind of before you start your outreach, you do need to create that list of potentials. We create in an Airtable doc, and that's how we do our tracking. And ideally, especially if you're newer, I would create a list of at least 50 people on. We're actually right now looking to fill um, our April summit as we're recording this and our list was like 34 people. So we didn't quite hit 50, but we've also, this is our sixth summit. So we, we have a little bit more proof to kind of back us up. So I would create a list if you can hit 50 people and use, like I said, we recommend Airtable, but just something you're going to need to keep track of who they are, how to contact them, the area, like the topic you would like them to discuss, as well as their kind of ranking. We ranked ours tier one, tier two, tier three. Um, and that's the order we started reaching out to them at, uh, in. So we started with our, with our tier ones and we're still waiting to, to hear back. 
And when we're talking about rank, we kind of mean like up and coming influencers versus trusted authorities versus kind of like online names. So like you think those online celebrities like Jenny was talking about. And we are tier ones. We actually started with what we kind of like to call some low hanging fruit when it comes to making the ask. So, so we're asking, we marked anybody we had a personal relationship with as, as tier one, because they're much more likely to say yes. And once you start getting those yeses, you're going to start to get excited and the momentum's going to start to come and it's going to start to feel real. And then you're going to want to keep going. So we don't always mean tier one, tier two, tier three, like tier one is the biggest people on the block. No, it's more like what are the a little bit more low hanging fruit that you have a higher opportunity of, you know, of saying yes, or maybe you have a few people on your list that have the same topic and you would prefer to reach out to one first over the other. Mark one tier one, the other tier two or tier three, so you can reach out if that person says no. Um, and that's kind of how we handle it. Um, I'll let Jenny kind of wrap this up though and give any more details on how we work with that outreach list as we're creating our actual lineup. Yeah, definitely super important. Everything that Lindsay just mentioned. Um, our biggest piece of advice here is don't like get down when people say no, it's going to happen. Um, I, I just checked our email while Lindsay was talking and we've already gotten one no so far. And we have another person that's interested, but wants to know more details, which is great. You know, out of what, how many people did we reach out to? Like 10 12 maybe um i think 15 okay out of 15 people so far one has said no pretty typical and you know we've had one person one other person that's interested so um i mean that's pretty good odds so far it's not like fun like 20 no's <laughs> or everyone said no um but that's just something like keep your head up if you do start getting no's totally fine totally reasonable you can't expect everyone to say yes otherwise you'll have a huge event um and that's that's another reason why you don't reach out to all 50 people at once, because if they all did say yes, that would be a really overwhelmingly large event and you wouldn't want that. Um, so yeah, that is pretty much um, it for this episode. Just keep your head up. Don't get discouraged and really utilize that tier system that we talked about, because that can really help you make sure that you're diversifying not only who you're reaching out to, but the topics and making sure like you're not reaching out to two people with the same topic um, and until the other person like says no. And it's not that the person in tier three is not a great option, but it's just, you know, you have to rank it somehow, right? So yeah, um, but that is pretty much it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. You can check out the show notes at summitsuccessquad.com slash episode dash nine. If you have not taken our quiz yet, um, totally go do that because we want to make sure that anyone who is meant to host a virtual summit is hosting one in the near future. So you can check that out at summitsuccessquad.com slash quiz and you can figure out if you are meant to host the summit, if it's not a good fit for you, or it could potentially be something you do down the line. Um, but we'd love if you check that out. And lastly, if you've been enjoying the podcast, we'd be super grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for spending time with us today on the Virtual Summit Secrets Podcast. 
If this episode was helpful, be sure to share it on social media and tag us at Summit Success Squad or personally share it with someone you know could benefit from the episode. New episodes will be released every Wednesday. See you next time.